Okay, so we've got uh, the Road Traffic Infringement Agency on the line to tell us about the demerit system. I don't know. Do you know what I would love to know? Yeah. So once you've now, you know, accumulated these points, mm. they say when you've got when you've gone to twelve points, they then take away your license, right? Yeah. I'm assuming that they will suspend you from driving for a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll make us write tests again? Once they maybe say, okay, and um, this X amount of time has Yeah, lapsed. I think it's a good idea for you to write the test again. Because actually, if you're if you a person... Sc- actually, by scrap license, yes. you must start from scratch. We'll start from scratch. Yes. I your seven's the license department. But the corruption in And your seven's the license department. think about it. It makes sense to do that because if you've now accumulated these points, it means yeah. that you are not a person that abides by the rules of the road. But you know what? You may what? not have passed your test. But you know how to drive. I think it doesn't make any yeah. sense. But if you are not abiding by the rules of the road, I think you just need to attend Maybe some you need course. to write the test again to no, remind you about the attend some course. Attend some course. Attend maybe because course. I think when you make conditions tough for people, yeah. corruption thrives. Because I'm sure there are people who are like, what? Yeah. Is this what's going to happen? To make things tough, there needs to be a yeah. gatekeeper. Yeah. And the yeah. gatekeeper is like... So we've got Jeff Chua on the line. Jeff Chua is the CEO of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. Um, good afternoon, Mr. Chua. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Thank you so much. Briefly tell us how this demerit system works. Oh, the demerit system uh, is hooked up on the number of infringements uh, that people will be committing. If you commit a traffic violation, some of those violations will attract demerit points that are levied on a person's record. Now, at the very outset, I need to be able to emphasize it's not every single traffic violation mm. that will attract demerit points. Mm. If we take, for example, somebody that uh, had gone to uh, attend their business, it could be at the bank, it could be doing some groceries, and you find you have overstayed your welcome at a particular parking zone, mm. you would get a ticket. And if you do get a ticket, there, that ticket, that traffic violation will not attract demerit points. Okay. However... Because uh, in order to look at how the demerit points are determined, we're looking at the possibility of somebody's action resulting either in fatalities Mm. or serious injury, either to themselves or to other road users. And that is an easier way to be able to understand how the demerit points are going to be allocated. It also uh, is determined on the quantum that is issued depends on the type of serious violation that has been committed. We'll give you an example. Mm. Somebody that drives under the influence of alcohol, they pose a danger not only to themselves, but also to other road users. So somebody caught driving under the influence, it comes out with the highest demerit point at one shot, which is six demerit points. And one needs to understand that when we start with implementation of the demerit points, every driver will start with a slate of zero. It's a clean slate. Mm. We have a threshold of 12 demerit points, mm. above which if you have more than 12 demerit points, then your driving license or operator card will be suspended. And the suspension is 
for a period of three months for every single point over the threshold. So if you're sitting with 15 points, then it means one's driving license is suspended for a period of nine months, being three, three months times the three points over. But also the ARDO is not necessarily only a punitive mechanism. Mm. It seeks to rehabilitate people so that they can change their behavior once they understand their roles and their responsibilities. So given, for example, somebody that is sitting at 13 points, the driving license gets suspended for a period of three months. We want to offer them an opportunity to redeem themselves. So being suspended for three months, after that three months, we take away one point. So they are back at 12 demerit points and then they'll be able to rejoin the driving fault. So during wait, Mr. Chua, so during this time that they are now suspended, right? Um, are they writing tests? Because that's the conversation we're having in studio. Would I, would I then be compelled to you know refresh my mind about the rules of the road by maybe taking a test? What happens during that time? Well, the first thing that happens is we've got two categories. There's suspension and there is automatic cancellation. Mm. If one is over 12 demerit points, then your driving license is suspended. If it gets suspended for more than two times, the driving license gets cancelled. Okay. When it gets cancelled, then it means for all intents and purposes, Jeff Chua doesn't have a driving license. And after I set the disqualification period, in order to rejoin the driving fold, I must start everything from zero. I would have to go and pass a learner's license, uh, both the theory and the practical test, and okay. then go through that whole process. All right. So, Mr. Chua, will a motorist be able to contest an alleged infringement? Absolutely. Mm. This is one of the beauties about the system itself. Number one, I am the CEO of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, Mm. an independent body. We do not issue any traffic fines. Mm. We don't. We're sitting independent of the local authorities or the traffic department. So the law enforcement officers from which we don't employ any, the law enforcement officers, they issue traffic fines. And when they issue a traffic fine, supposing David has an issue with that, and maybe David alleges that the reason why this officer has given me a fine is because I refuse to pay a bribe, for example. Mm. So he challenges that. And when he challenges that, he must go to somebody independent and he comes to us as the RTIA. We have representation officers who are people appointed that meet the minimum criteria, people that have got legal training and understanding of all the issues there. So they independently look at all the issues and they will be able to adjudicate. It can either be uh, adjudicating to the benefit of the infringer or they can uphold what the issuing authority has done. However, it doesn't end there because the beauty about the ARTO is it has an additional mechanism. Mm. In case where an infringer is not happy about the outcome of the RTIA, they can challenge the RTIA's outcome by going to a new body now that has been created, which is called the Infringement Appeals Tribunal, which is a specialist body that will be reporting to the minister. Mm. And they are overseeing what has happened in respect of the RTS activity. So it becomes a two-phased protective mechanism that the ARTO gives to infringers.
at the out uh, at the end of it, in the unlikely event that one still is not happy about the independence of the RTIA that they have taken for appeal or for review at the appeals tribunal, and they're still not happy with the appeals tribunal, it is only then that one has a right that they can go to the magistrate's court. Okay. However. One cannot immediately just elect and decide, I'm going to go to the magistrate court, because they've got to be able to first exhaust the internal mechanisms that is provided for in terms of the act. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Chiwe, Glenn here. Yes, Glenn. Uh, you know that uh, now we are human beings, Isabella. Yes, yes. You know, yes. we'll always take chances. For instance, I think, ah, there's not enough police officers to, to monitor, you know, people on the streets whose licenses have been suspended. Then I decide to drive, even though my license has been suspended. What's going yeah. to happen? <laughs> hey, it's a very, very serious allegation uh, and a very serious, uh, you know, uh, uh, situation. And I'm happy that you're raising it up. Yes. Because we've got to look at these things practically. Mm. Uh, the effectiveness of the ARTO anchors to a great deal on the effectiveness of law enforcement. So for those people whose licenses have been suspended, we would automatically be able to put that in a separate database. Mm. And the law enforcement officers would be making follow-up about those people that have licenses suspended. But there's also additional consideration that one needs to take because most of us, being practical again, that did learn, uh, we are not some of those uh, blessed people that uh, are able to afford to buy a car and pay for it cash. So our cars are actually financed by the bank, right? Mm. Being financed by the bank, you would be taking a very foolish and serious uh, mistake because if you commit another uh, violation or in the worst case scenario, somebody gets involved in a crash or they get injured, Mm. the insurance company is automatically going to uh, 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 rebut that and you will not be able to get any payment. Everything else that comes out will be your own personal cost related thereto. The other good thing about the ARTO, what we have done is to try and protect the infringers, the motorists out there, there is no officer that would have access to one's demerit points by the street. Because now you can imagine if Jeff Chue is sitting at 12 demerit points. I know now I'm right on the fence. Any violation I commit automatically leads me to my suspension. Now the value, yeah, the value of Jojo now hey, becomes yeah. exponentially increased. Uh, so uh, in order uh, to protect the infringers, we make sure that they are the only ones that would have access onto the demerit points. They are the only ones that would know, hey, I'm sitting at such and such a point. Excellent. Right. And then, Mr. Chuwe, I've seen that there's um, there's been opposition uh, yes. to this bill from uh, Outer and other organisations. Yes. Um, why would that be? Well, uh, you would always have naysayers and uh, you know um, uh, opponents of any type of intervention that one would make. What is important that I would like to emphasise is these people are trying to have a second and third and a fourth bite at the sherry. Mm. One must understand how this bill came to be law. It was tabled first at the parliamentary the National Assembly in November 2015. The Portfolio Committee invited members of the public on three separate occasions, mm. asking them to make input and invited a lot of them to even come make verbal presentations and things that were recorded. 
at the uh, portfolio committee. That is the one part. Then the second part, because it is a build that would have impact on people's uh, social economic standing. It was also tabled at the National Council of Provinces, where we went to all the nine provinces at the provincial legislatures. The provincial legislatures themselves, they also cascaded it further down and held public hearings at so many districts in every one of these provinces. These opposition parties that are against the uh, the Arto bill, they made input themselves. Mm. But for the mere fact that Glenn and I can engage in an argument, if my position is not being the one that has been approved, I cannot therefore come and pour cold water and say, this is a nonsensical kind of a system. People have been given opportunity and they did take advantage of it, including your Justice Project South Africa, all of them. They made input and it was objectively and fairly considered. I hear a lot of people claiming, and some of them they claiming how unconstitutional it is. And I'm saying, well, there is absolutely nothing unconstitutional because not only was it subjected to legal and constitutional scrutiny by the administrators, but also by the state law advisor. We also had independent legal uh, opinions that assessed everything. The last part was parliament itself. Before they can approve the bill, they had subjected to intensive legal and constitutional scrutiny. So those that claim they would want to take us to court, oh, by all means, let them have their day. We can uh, emphatically give this assurance to every South African citizen. There is absolutely nothing unconstitutional about the ARTO. It is now law and it will be implemented in this country. All right, uh, Mr. Shaw, before we leave, we have someone who wants who has a question for you. Is that okay? Uh, Mr. Chue? Yes, sir? Someone w- would like to ask you a question. We've got a caller on the line. Absolutely. Okay. Rebuani? Linda. Urenina. Mr. Chue is listening. Well, thank you very much for the clarification, sir. We'd just like to ask you, what happens if, let's say, the points, I get fixed marriage points, how long does it last? Is it six months, three months, so I can start in zero? And I just like to ask, is the point nationally? If I get a traffic violation in another town, another city, is it nationally? Okay, can I go? Yes, yes. No yes, uh, thank you. Uh, for that question. Uh, number one, while we implemented the system now currently in Johannesburg and Swane, the demerit points are not yet allocated. That is the first point. The second point is, as I've said, the system is very interactive. You don't have to wait until one is at 12 uh, demerit points. Even if one is only having three demerit points at the moment and they do not continue to commit traffic violations. After three months, we recognize their non-commission of uh, infringements as a, a positive trait that we want to inculcate. Therefore, we will reduce the demerit points by one after three, three months until that person is ultimately at a point of zero, which is the ultimate responsibility and a duty that every driver carries to make sure that we stay at a point of zero. So it is interactive. The reduction of any demerit points is on the basis of three months when there has not been any further violations committed. All right, Mr. Chua, thank you so much for your time. I think you've clarified a lot of our questions. Um, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. It's a pleasure, and thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate this opportunity, uh, and God bless you. Thank you so much.
There we go. That was uh, Mr. Mm. Jeff Chua, the CEO of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. Mm. Yeah, I know this thing must come. Eh? We've been waiting for so many years. This thing must yeah. come. Let's hope, you know, it will... Work as seamlessly as he says it will. Yeah, not only because that... Because I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating glitches. That people will <clears throat> be more cautious on the road and, yes. uh, you know, recklessness, you know... We'll, we'll, we'll come to almost zero. Yes, we'll stop. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there you go.